Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Poole. this podcast, we've hacked hundreds of entrepreneurs' hindsight to help you, the listener, with better foresight. Now, guys, if you want to know all about what we can do to help you focus on being you, head over to GetHHM.com. Keep pushing through those ups and downs that we all will have. We're still going to have amazing conversations with amazing people. Hindsight hacking boils down to amazing conversations with some amazing people. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. And today's very special guest, uh, the one, the only, Miss Alicia Khoury. And I probably messed that up, but hopefully not. First and foremost, let's get to know Alicia a little bit. She is the audacious confidence growth expert and former Mrs. Elite U.S. Woman of Achievement. Alicia is the founder and CEO of AliciaKhoury.com. Uh, a boutique consulting firm specializing in developing audaciously proactive leaders and teams using brain science and people data. Yes, I know that's a mouthful, but I'm going to keep going because as the red carpet CEO, Alicia produces and hosts a nationally syndicated podcast leading with audacious confidence and two other web shows, small business, Saturday shout out and love my body, love myself. Alicia is an author of multiple books, a speaker, an actor who coaches leaders and has them show up more powerful, powerfully, if I can keep going. All right. First of all, thanks and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I know oh it is a mouthful. It, it is, but like we, we had a phenomenal conversation last time we spoke. That's where we had to have you on our show. But before we get too far down the road, why don't you take a moment to just tell everybody a little bit more about you? Sure. So first of all, I'm the audacious confidence growth expert because I, you know, you teach or you, you show up as the person that you were not. And you, after you've grown, you know, you kind of now want to teach people how to do. So I, I really had challenges with my own self-confidence for a very long time in my life for most of my adulthood. And so one of the interesting things is number one, I didn't think I had a story. You know, everybody has all these magnificent stories. I'm like, I don't have a story. But every time I tell people, you know, I was born in Trinidad and I grew up in Australia and they're like, what? So that kind of made me realize, okay, so I do have a story. <laughs> I have something of interest. And so coming through my journey of being impacted by that, just that part of my life really impacted me and affected me in a way I did not even have a conscious awareness of in my adulthood. And by going back and unpacking all of that, I recognized where my low self-esteem, low confidence, not wanting to show up or speak out or, you know, trying to stay invisible and, and where all of that came from. So that's a little bit about my backstory. As you go through, you know, that low confidence to teaching people how to be confident. I, I know there's, you know, a series of events and years of steps that it takes to truly get there. But was there one defining moment that you can share a story of that, that truly was, it truly took you from, oh my gosh, like I've 
I've come a long way. Like I have truly changed and now I can go help others. Is there one good story that goes with that? Defining story that that's a a great question because there are, like you said, there are multiple defining moments that that took me through there. I, I remember when I was being coached. So this was kind of the opening up of everything for me is finally getting a coach. And she, she turned to me one, one time and said, you know, you're a speaker and you need to be on stages. You need to be out there speaking. And I was like, no, I don't know where you see that or where you get that from. <laughs> There's no way I am stepping on a stage in front of everybody. And she kept saying that to me over and over. And I think it's so important to have someone in your life that sees beyond, not just sees your potential, but sees beyond your potential because sometimes where you are, you can't even believe what somebody is saying about you. And it's not just somebody seeing, all right, yes, you're amazing. You're great. You can do so many things. It's someone who will continue to push that in you and say, nope, you are, you have a powerful message. You have a strong, powerful voice. You need to be on stage speaking to people. That was a defining moment because I had to make a decision. Am I going to stay the way I am or am I going to step into the possibility and own that and shift how I see myself, how I approach, how I do everything? Am I willing to make that decision to step into that because I would have to shift so many things to be that. That's a huge moment because when I made that decision, yes, I'm a speaker. Everything that I had to do from that moment on had to change the way I saw myself, the way I stepped out and stood out, you know, the way I looked at my nerves when I had to speak in front of people because you can get me to talk in front of people. I was so nervous. How I had to now reframe everything to be able to do that. See, that's what I love to see with people when they, when they have to make that shift and helping them make that shift, because you have to like change your entire mindset and reframe so many things in order to do that. Oh my gosh. That is so good. I mean, it's a hundred percent. You have to live what you think you're, you're going to be right. So I was going to ask something else, but as you were talking, I was like, I got to ask this. So as you're shifting and as you're becoming who you're called to be, you know, there's people around you that are like, I know you, mm-hmm. I know you, like that is not you. How'd you deal with that? <laughs> I got away from all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, again, being an immigrant to the United States, I was the only one in my family that actually moved up here. And so it's really just my immediate family, like my husband and my children that were around me all the time. So people who have known me kind of always saw the potential in me, but I couldn't see it in myself. So once I made the shift, there was so much of the, oh my gosh, you inspire us. Oh my goodness. You, you know, I didn't really get the backlash of who do you think you are? Because I was away from people that that knew me when I was not confident, when I was kind of the kind of wallflower and and stuck in my shell. So so I got to reinvent myself the way I wanted to without the judgment really. I mean, the the judgment was in my head, 
of, of what everybody, you know, when I was going to post stuff on social media, I'm like, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? You know, all of that was still there. But then, and then like you're saying, as I called myself audaciously confident, I had to now step into what that's <laughs> a scary thing in and of itself, you know, and I have to keep pushing myself to show up in the definition because I had to, I created my own definition of audacious confidence and I had to continue to push myself into that definition to show up for that so that I don't feel like a fraud. Both of them muted. Yeah, there we love go. that. All right. So first of all, it, it's so amazing that people can change. People can choose their own path and all of us have the opportunity to do so every single day, right? Like we can choose to be upset or we can choose to, to be excited and happy or whatever it might be. We get the choice, but it's, it's often forgotten. And it's often, you know, that, that who do you think you are comment that you started with you and Ron were talking about, like, it's just, it's so crazy. And I think about past friends and, and I think about just all these people and, and, when Ron and I went and started this business, they're like, you doing what? Like you haven't been doing that for, you know, and all of a sudden you're doing this and, and it just goes back to, you are basically who you surround yourself with, right? Like it, you're the, the product of the five closest people you surround yourself with. And did you find as you were like embracing this new venture, this, this direction in your life, did you find that the five people you had to surround yourself with were, were moving or different? They're always shifting. It's always shifting. I remember when, so my first coach was a personal branding coach. And I remember when I was making that transition from being a, a beauty professional and, and being the doer, you know, the, the, the technician in my business instead of being the leader in my business. And I was creating who I was going to step into as a speaker and an author and all these other things that you mentioned in my bio. My name is Alicia Curry. So that's AC. So my logo, which is behind me, is the AC. And I was trying to see how can I brand that? And since confidence was one of the things that I stepped out to kind of reclaim my confidence, I thought, what is an A word that I can attach to that? Right. And so I was going through different A words to kind of be on brand, you know, right. and, and the word audacious came out. And at first it was such a prickly word to me. It was like, Oh no, I can't be audacious. Are you crazy? And I remember asking someone in my close circle from that coaching program. And I asked her about that word audacious. And she's like, Oh no, you're not audacious at all. There's no way because there was such a negative connotation that she was seeing in the word audacious. And I had to really sit with that because that kind of it hit me. I'm like, well, I don't know what other word I can use then because I can't, if you don't see me as audacious, you know, what am I? Mm -hmm. And I had to sit with that word audacious and really define what that meant for me so that I can claim it. Right. And so, yeah. So when you look at the five people and as you evolve, you start meeting other people. And, and I always seek to be around people who are like, I don't want to be the smartest one in the room. I want to be the dumbest one in the room. So I always seek people who know more than me, who, who are at a higher level than me and kind of like, you know, 
may I step into your sphere and, and be influenced by you? And so definitely it's, it shifts and it changes for me because I'm always looking to grow into bigger and better things. If I see some, someone that's doing more than I am, I'm like, oh my goodness, how are you doing that? Can we talk? Can we, and, and build relationships that way? No, I think that's huge. I, I hope I, that answered the question. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, that's that's the beauty of like self-improvement right there. What you just said is so many people want to be the smartest person in the room. So many people want to be the go-to person, but that limits A, who you can be, who you're called to be, and how smart you can become, right? Mm-hmm. And what value you can add to other people. Right. I think that's huge. So as you found this new thing, because my wife and I were just having this conversation about our kids, you know, because we were like, okay, how do we get them to break the cycles of stuff we've kind of gone through by teaching them stuff at a young age? Do you find yourself like pouring into your kids, like the stuff that you're teaching adults or not yet? I try. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the thing is, your children are your children. You know, you're not the smartest one in the room. Let's just say that. Right. Oh, yeah. I know. You're not the smartest one in the room. And I realize that who I am and how I am now is is loud for them. It Mm. seems loud, you know. So while I'm there influencing people on a grander scale in a bigger way, they don't want that, you know. So when they come to ask my opinion of stuff, I really have to think about how I respond to them because how I respond to them, because I'm mom, right? Right. And how how I direct that conversation is different to the way I would direct a client or someone else that that is paying me to give them the, you know. The the rah-rah. A lot of times we have to step back and let them learn certain things that we've been trying to tell them forever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and then be the one back there, not saying I told you so, but you know, just coaching them in a different way. So yeah, parenthood is is a very different experience. <laughs> right. Oh, trust me, we both know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's I mean, I, I've been coaching my son's baseball team since he was seven. And we just hired a kind of a personal coach recently that it took this guy probably an hour working with my son for him to realize things I've been saying for the last five years. And I'm like, Oh, I've been, you know, why haven't you, I've been trying to get you to do this. It's so, so hey, you're, crazy. You Cause your dad, that's the problem. Yeah. Like, they just look at exactly. you and you're like, Oh, your dad. You yeah. know nothing. My friend Steffi knows more than you. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah, in exactly. third grade. Enjoy that. <laughs> and the one thing I, I have done is I've completely taken, removed my ego. You know, mm. I mom, listen to me. And because, mm-hmm. I always have told my children, if you will learn it from somebody else, something I've been saying, please just learn it. Just learn it. <laughs> just learn it. That's right. It doesn't have to necessarily come from me, but I want you to be able to grow and, and flourish. So right. love it. Love it. Well, on this show, we love we love podcasts. We love talking podcasts. So I wanted to talk about your show and 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 your two web shows and just uh, kind of your your thoughts behind that. But first and foremost, leading with audacious confidence, the podcast. Tell us about that. It looks like you've been doing it since late 2020, so about a year. But yeah, tell us about that show and and hopefully there's some things that you love about doing it. Sure. Yeah. I actually I did. It was in 
I don't even remember dates now, right? The pandemic, everything is. It's always Tuesday is what I. It's always Tuesday. (laughs) It's always Tuesday. I started that in 2019, I think. And it was really to talk to leaders about their journey to becoming the leader in their business. Like, what was that confidence journey like? Did you start off like, yes, I'm going to kill it or you know, did you, did you have bumps along the way and what were those bumps and did it really, did your confidence take a hit? How did you rebuild it? So I, I really enjoy hearing people who are, you know, in these big leadership roles, talk about that journey to becoming a leader. And then that's been on hiatus for a little bit only because I started these other two web shows and, you know, we, if I could work 24 hours, I would. (laughs) I enjoy doing what I do, but I can't, you know, so I had to, you have to make decisions and choices. So I will be redoing some more. I mean, you know, recording some more of those podcasts coming up in 2022. Love it. Love it. And I'm sure it's a ton of value. And and I'm going to go completely on topic because Corey hates when I switch topics, but I'm going to (laughs) go pure on topic. Are you scrolling from me? I'm not scrolling at all, Corey, like whatsoever. And if you're not watching on YouTube, then you have a problem. Is that a crown behind you? It is a crown behind my crown and sash. Yeah. That looks amazing. It is huge. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I was sitting there. I was like, "There's no way that's a crown," but it is. It, it's one of the, like your your winner's crown. Right? Yeah, that's my. That's the crown. So, thank you. Back in 2019, I entered a pageant. It was the first pageant I'd ever done in my life, and it's a funny story with that because the pageant director had asked me back in 20. Actually, someone asked me in 2016 to do the pageant, and I said no. And then I met the pageant director in 2017 and she said, why don't you come do the pageant? I said, no. 2018, I said, no. And then 2019 came around, they gave me an award and she asked me again and she kept asking me, like in May, she asked me, in June, she asked me, in July of 2019, she asked me until finally I had to stop and ask myself, why do I keep saying no to this? Right. Because it keeps coming back to me. Right. Why am I right. saying no? And I do have seven steps or seven, yeah, seven steps to audacious confidence. And so I actually walked myself through my own seven steps nice. to, to make that decision. You know, sometimes people look at you and they think, oh, you've arrived, you know, you're super confident. No, <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> your confidence goes like this, but it's in having the tools that when it's down here to bring it back up. So mm-hmm. I walked myself through my own system to realize one of my, my steps is resistance. It's like, what are you resisting? If this keeps coming back into your life and you keep saying no, where's the resistance in that? And I, I realized that I didn't want to be judged and judged on two planes, you know, judged by my peers, my business, you know, like I'm a businesswoman. What do people think if I go into a pageant? So it was like this judgment of, of people around me, you know, people at church, people at, what are they going to think? They think I'm shallow or what? So that was one resistance. And then the second resistance is actually being judged, like standing on a stage and being judged by a panel right. of judges. Right, right, right. You know, tell me whether I'm good enough to wear a crown. I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I know I'm awesome. I know I'm audacious. I'm a queen in my own mind. And, right, you know, right. All those things. Right, exactly. It's so ridiculous. You know, we make up all these things that that help us 
we make up all these stories in our head to make us feel good, but it's holding us back. Right. So telling myself I'm a queen in my own mind was one of those things that, you know, it was a fear factor. It was a resistance. And once I got over that and I realized, oh, well, it doesn't matter whether you, they judge you fit to win or not, because it's all subjective. So Mm -hmm. whether you win or not, if you show up as the boldest, most authentic, most audacious you, who cares? Right. Right. So go for it. So I, I decided to sign up. I went to the pageant and I came home with the crowd. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Crazy. Amazing. So that's so incredible. Like the fact that you took away the ability for it to, for uh, someone else judging you, the mm-hmm. subjective aspect, you took that away and I guarantee you every single judge felt that and they wanted it back. They wanted to back that control. They, they wanted the control back. back. Exactly. Let you win, not let you, but you did all the stuff to earn it. But I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. trying to think like as a judge, you, I mean, those people, they have that control over so many and it's, and, and they love it. Live and die by it. They love that. You, you owned it. Oh, that's just so I, oh I, I had so much fun and I was there to support everybody. So mm-hmm. I, I did a, one of my shows on love my body, love myself. I had one of the contestants that was there, one of the delegates that was there. She and I are short. We're about she's a little shorter than I am. And she had to walk next to someone who was like 5'11 or something like Amazon. Right. 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 Oh my God. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, listen, I have a pair of platform shoes. I'm going to lend you my shoes. All right. Right. (laughs) I learned because it wasn't competition for me at that point. It was, it wasn't, it was, let me see who I can support. Let me see. Let me have the best time. Let me meet some amazing women and let's just have a great time at this part of the pageant where, you know, we all have to do panel interviews. So we all have to sit in the panel of judges and they ask us a bunch of questions. And, and I, I tell you, so many women were so nervous about sitting down to that panel interview. And I just turned to them and I said, why are you nervous about being asked something about yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you more than anybody else knows you. So they can't mm-hmm. ask you questions about me. It's not going to be a trick question. So relax, enjoy the moment and just let them know, let them get a sense of who you are. That's yeah. all you have to do. Don't be, don't get. So I was in there coaching people. I was, <laughs> so, well, And they, they were probably worried more about, well, is it the right answer in the judge's eyes? Less about just being real. And, and, and I couldn't um, care less. I'm like, <laughs> I could care less whether what they're thinking they want to hear. Right. I'm like, you know, you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the answer. If I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. And I think that came across. That made the difference, right? Because yeah. that goes back to the confidence piece, right? Because the confidence, you're confident, so you're going to just say it how it is. The other people weren't as confident. They're so trying to they make were, something up to yes. sound, sound it has, it has to sound good, right? It so the judges go, good. oh my gosh, she's amazing, right? So I think that's, I think that's another piece that, you know, you killed, but I want to go back to you walked yourself through your own process, process. right? That's amazing as a coach. Mm-hmm. Corey and I are coaches. And if we would just listen to ourselves on the advice that we give, we would probably do much better on things, right? So I think, one, I want to call out kudos to you for actually going, I know how to solve this. Like, let me just, let me just use my own thing. Methodology. Let me right? just use so, my own thing. Eat right. my own dog food, like they say. Eat your exactly. own dog food. Eat your own. Yeah. 
So when you approached that and you came to the realization, I'm going to use these steps, did you disconnect yourself from the steps, like making it so it's not yours? Or did you just say, hey, it's mine, I'm going to own it, let's go? I Honestly, I only realized it in retrospect. Oh, okay. I realized that I did that in retrospect. Like after, after making the decision to do the pageant, I realized, wait a second. I just like, I, I yeah. went through... Because there are seven steps, but they're, they're not in any particular order. So it's knowing yourself, loving yourself. It's uh, what's your passion and your purpose. It's identifying your tag, your spiritual tags, you know, practice your alter ego, your resistances and saying yes and saying no, learning how to say yes and how to say no. So I think that was seven that I said, I think that's the seven. And so I, I walk through, I know me. And I do love me. So what are those things and those elements that I could bring to highlight to really make me shine, right? Mm -hmm. What is my passion and purpose? It's helping women step into their own audacious confidence. So that was my platform. That's what I showed up to to share with others. I practiced. I practiced my speech that I had to give and all those things. And my alter ego was a beauty queen anyway, so right, right. I just stepped into my alter ego. <laughs> I'm like, I'm stepping into my alter ego. I didn't have to create it. I already had it. I worked through my resistance. I know what my talents, assets, gifts, and skills are. That's your tags. I know what all those things are. So I know what I could bring to the table. And then I was saying no to something and I realized why I was saying no. And then I had to turn that around and say, yes. I just, in retrospect, realized, oh, I walked myself through all those things and made the decision to do that. And then I gave a talk about it. Love it. Love it. So Love good. it. So good. All right. So before we kind of really dive into some of your business that you're doing, very, very public in regards to you've got multiple books that you've written. written. You have multiple shows via either the web shows or the podcast. You're on YouTube, Instagram I, and Facebook, right? Like you're very present in the, the platforms for everyone. So my question to you was, why? Why Why are you out there? What, what does it do for you and your business? Because, I mean, Ron and I, we try to be as omnipresent as possible for ourselves and our business. And we understand that. But I'd love to hear it from you, kind of like what's your, your thought process when it comes to coming on shows and being interviewed and running your own shows and being all uh, on all the social platforms? Like, how does that really, truly help you and your business? I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I just true. know that in in this world, in this marketplace, you have to be, you have to be mm-hmm. visible. And it's, I really wish I could say I had a really great strategy about it. On LinkedIn, I'm more, I try to focus more on, on the business leaders that I want to talk to. On Instagram, I'm a little more, bit more fun. And on, on, on Facebook, you know, you could get to see more of my personality because I also have these web shows that I want to impact people. So it's just a matter of using the tools and the medium to, to connect in different places and different ways that, where people are. So I find that I, I need to be visible in these places. And it's, it's not always the easiest thing because I can, I do have a tendency to shrink back when, when things get to be a little overwhelming. And I've noticed that in myself recently that I have been kind of avoiding because <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm on live twice a week and I'm like, I, 
I feel like it's too much. I just need a break because I'm supposed to be doing more, right? We have this idea that you need to be doing more. And sometimes I just need to to shrink back a little bit and, and take time for myself. But no, as well, I do have to be, you ha- I have to continue to be visible. And, the, and another part of that is I've spent so long in my life being invisible that I feel it's my obligation to help or show people that it's okay to be visible. When I started out on Facebook, I remember people used to say things like, oh, you got to be careful. You don't want too many people to know anything about you. You don't want right, right. you know, to be out there too much. And, and I took that on as, yeah, I have to really be careful. And, but now it's more like, you know what? If I'm out there doing good in the world and really trying to do my best, if someone comes after me for that, that's on them. Mm-hmm. And no, there's no such thing as bad press or bad, you know, if someone tries to troll me on, on social media and they, and they have, people have trolled me on social media. I get to see the people I've influenced come to my defense, mm-hmm. right? I get to see that I am making an impact in others by stepping out and being the one to give a voice to certain things that they now come back and say, Hey, 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 you know, wait a second. And so I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I have to be out there. Well, you have a tribe of people that kind of rely on you now, right? Yeah, exactly. You no, know, you know, there's, there's a, it's funny because Corey and I took a little break in July or June, June or July, right around there. Tuesday. We, yeah, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. <laughs> it was Tuesday. Break on Tuesday. But it was, we had so many people that said, oh, we miss you guys. You guys aren't everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's funny because even though we are everywhere, we're, we're not like busy, busy all the time everywhere. You know, it's just how we do our content. But I think it's, it's, it's interesting that you call that out because as the leader of the tribe that you've created, yeah, there's a responsibility to be there for your people as well. Right. You know, and, and since you're there for your people, they're there for you if you need them to be, right? Yes, absolutely. So that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many, so many things I want to talk about. So many things. All right. So what's your favorite of the seven steps that you teach people that you, you actually see the light bulb go off when you're teaching that step? The alter ego. Yeah. That's like my favorite thing. Nice. Because people really get to create their avatar. They get to create, you know, you can be as creative as you want to be in that moment. And it gives them like the freedom to do something differently. So I love, I love helping people like really design their alter ego and, and stepping into that. Love it. All right. So hindsight, we all know hindsight is 2020. If we had it, we could be perfect, but you know, obviously we don't always get that, but our goal is by having you here to gain a little bit of your hindsight, uh, to give our listeners clear foresight. And so for, for that today, my question is about your steps and about your process that you went through from being, you know, not having audacious confidence to having it and then teaching it and, and understanding the alter ego and how that can truly set people up for for a new direction in their own confidence. Like what's, what's been that like one thing that you're like, gosh, if I had only known this, 
a couple of years sooner, I could be farther along. Or if I could have only taught this to my client a couple of years ago, they would be so far along. Like what's that, that kind of uh, piece there? I'm glad you said that because just recently I was thinking about this myself about, man, I wish I had done this a lot earlier in my life. And I think young people need to do these things. And that is the work that I do now with, with assessment tools. So before I, I coach anybody, whether it's in the space, working with leaders and working with teams, or if it's individuals, I, I run them through assessments, certain types of assessments. And the reason I do the, the assessments that I do is because there's so much richness and depth in the results, like what comes out of those, those assessments for people and allowing them to release so many negative thoughts about themselves that they had or that they grew up hearing. Albert Einstein said, everyone's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its entire life believing it's stupid. That was my experience. Like I kept trying to be something that I was not. And I kept feeling, you know, what is wrong with me? How, how can I not do the same things my sister can do or do what seems to come easily for other people? And, and what is, you know, I grew up and I live this, what is wrong with me for so long until I started taking these assessments and realizing what was right with me mm-hmm. and the other stuff is just not in my wheelhouse. Stop trying to do things that you weren't wired to do. The brain is so fascinating to me. And some of these things, it's in your DNA, it's in your wiring. And some of these things is learned behavior. And so if the things that you're wired to do and be, you know what that is, those are your superpowers. That's your, like your zone of genius. And then the other things that you've learned, you can reframe, you can relearn, you can unlearn, you know, there's the different ways to tackle those things. And so out of the seven steps, so that's step one, know yourself and love yourself is, is really understanding who you are at a cellular, you know, at a call it brain science, but understanding those things that make who you are, who you are, and then being able to really embrace those things. So that's what I wish I knew long time ago. So I, I pulled my, put my kids through assessments all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you guys got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to me. Just do this assessment. Yeah, do do the assessment yeah, and do then it. Listen to what they tell you to do. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I, I know there's people listening. They're like, Oh my gosh, I want to be that way. And, mm-hmm. and anybody like in any type of visible role, it doesn't necessarily have to be online, but in, in leadership, like they need your process. You know, I, I just go back to even before Corey and I got in this online space, we did we did stuff in person or just are going back career-wise. It would have been so much better to learn your process then than try to figure it out yourself. So that's why you have to have a coach, right? So I know there's people out there like, how do they get involved with you and where what are you working on now? And let's like how how do we help people get confident? Uh, yeah. So listen, the easiest way to get, connect with me, and you, you talked about this, Corey, about being everywhere, right? So I have a, a site, it's called alicia360.com. So if they go to my 360 site, they can connect with me on all social media. They can look me up. I think there's 
a drop down menu that you can like when you hit contact, you can WhatsApp me, you can book time on my calendar. You can, you know, like every everything is just right in that one space. So you can just click on things. And even if you go to there, there's like an audacious confidence link that they can actually watch, go through the seven steps and just watch what all the seven steps are. And then they can just call me or text me or email me, you know, send out a bad signal, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> it's like, ah! Love it. Love it. Love it. And they can see you in your superhero, superhero costume. And they can see uh, me in my superhero and my Wonder Woman costume. Picture themselves when they think about their alter ego, which superhero they might be to gain that confidence. So Alicia, you're amazing. I love what you do. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. And we'll, we'll be in touch again soon. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh man. All right. I, I hope everyone gets to go to alicia360.com and see her in her superhero costume. But most importantly, when you see that, I hope you can think about everything she was talking about with the alter ego and picture yourself. Like where, when do you have the utmost confidence? When can you see yourself as that hero that you want to be? And it's just, I don't know about you, Ron, but I'm all jazzed up after that conversation and 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 it's just like, you know, kind of kind of coming out and I'm all excited so I apologize I'm going everywhere here but what do you got for us? I got a couple of takeaways, I'm sure. It's crazy. You, you actually just become more confident being around her. It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> she said she said a couple of things that I think people struggle with and, and she even said she struggled with it, but I think it's important to bring it back up. Listener, that's listening now, you have a story. And your story is important because it's your story. There's not another story out there like your story. So number one. Number two, have a coach to help see your potential and help teach you what your potential truly is. If you have a coach that is not helping you by seeing your potential, but a coach that is coaching you because that's what they've been coached to coach them to be their best self. Like we've been there, right, Corey? We've we've been coached by people that I've literally told this someone. That's 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 for you. That's not for me. That's you. That's what your coach told you. You're just regurgitating it to me. So make sure you have the right coach to see your potential to help you get to where you're going to be. Yeah, love that. And it's basically the having that coach to see beyond what you see. Like it's just. That was that, that was a powerful statement Alicia made, but more powerful regarding her coach to see it and and express that. And I hope all of us that have coaches are getting that. And and if we're not, we need to take a hard look at who we're hiring to to take us to the next level, right? Whatever that is. And you and I, Ron, we've always been very strong about having a coach. And at first it was too many and and then it became very specific on us on needs that we wanted to to get better at. And but if they are not seeing a way to help you go beyond where you're at, then they are not the right person. But you know, one other piece that I wanted to mention there is as you know, anybody lacking confidence, you you had to become someone different, right? So any of us that go from a corporate job to being an entrepreneur, we had to become someone different. Any entrepreneur that has a business that makes six figures that wants to make a million dollars, you have to become someone different. And through that, right? Like we talked about the, your five closest people, you know, that those, that those are, you're the average of those five closest people. And so you have to, as Alicia said, 
step into the next sphere of people. You have to be, not be the smartest one in the room. You have to step into a group of people that you're, you know, maybe the the lowest end of that totem pole. So that way you can become that average. And I, that was such a good reminder. And, and it makes me want to think about who are, who's everyone we're surrounded with right now, Ron, to that, because we need to go to the next level and we need to be that uh, person. We need to step into that sphere of people to, to get there. So, all right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did and uh, go be audacious and we'll see you in the next episode. Did you know that Hindsight Hacking Media Agency, we do all things podcast from launch. If you're already doing 10,000 downloads in a week, we handle everything. All you have to do, record it and forget it. Guys, if you're launching a podcast, get with these guys. I could not honestly hit the charts without them. I'm not getting paid for this, but working with both of you, the professionalism and the system that you guys had to launch the podcast, you guys killed it. We want to help the impactors create an impact by just letting you be you and not worry about all this other crazy stuff. Connect with us. All the links will be in the show notes. See you next time. Go create an impact.